Good morning, traders. Very, very warm welcome to uh, today's early morning trade plan session, which is your opportunity to be as prepared as you possibly can for today's trading opportunities. Um, so today is Monday, the 25th of July. Um, and what we'll be doing is putting together our trade plan over the course of the next 15 minutes or so. Uh, we'll post that into the chat box when we finish and we'll, uh, we'll discuss it at the very end. And um, the idea is that you'll, you'll have a coherent trade plan, taking on board all of the information that currently uh, are influencing these markets. And there's a couple of interesting observations to make uh, in, uh, as we closed out the week last week, going into this week. Um, with some major news events uh, in the pipeline as well, largely uh, Wednesday's FOMC. So uh, let's get straight into it. Then we'll start with our risk warning. Good morning, everyone. I hope you're all keeping well uh, and you had a good weekend. See, it just seems to go too quickly, doesn't it? That's the that's the problem. Um, so please see our risk warning currently up on screen. And just as a quick introduction, um, all profitable traders they need to make some decisions regarding which markets to trade. Um, hopefully you're not just looking at one or two markets um, and you're not restricting that the, the potential opportunities that that you're likely to see in other markets because these markets and these asset classes go through very very significant phases um, now there's obviously a lot more uh, volatility and volume in your currency markets than perhaps in other markets but um, we, we do look at multi-asset class so we want to see where the capital is moving to and which markets are likely to give us the best moves so we can cherry pick the best opportunities from your currency markets, your commodity markets like gold and oil, and also markets like your um, your global indice markets like the US stock markets. Um, so we've got a bit of variety. It's, it's really trying to identify where that capital is moving to and, and, and which which markets are uh, are responding. So um, that takes our focus really in terms of uh, trade identification. Uh, you need to make some decisions regarding, of course, where do you enter those markets? Where do you exit? Uh, how do you manage risk prior to entry? Hopefully you calculate how much capital you're willing to expose in each trade and you've taken a very proactive view to risk management. Um, risk management is not passive. It's not, it shouldn't really be a one-size-fits-all uh, approach to all trades um, where you're actually ending up varying quite extremely your uh, your exposure in these trades if you can try and standardize uh perhaps risk a certain percentage of your capital in each trade and predetermine what that risk is and that's what we talk about uh, effective risk management and then trade management as well trying to manage that trade to a successful outcome um one thing on trade management now going into the summer months so you know we often experience slightly lighter market conditions at this time of year. Um, we, we can get markets moving sideways for, for prolonged periods and then get quite sharp, explosive moves. Um, so just be mindful of those types of market conditions. If you can imagine most, you know, certainly the vast majority of your global traders and investors um, all take some time off in the month of August. So there is a distinct lack of volume and volatility. And we actually take, we'll be taking, um, uh, we'll be having our summer shutdown as well in August. Uh, we just often find it's a, it's a month where um, we can take, you know, a distinct break uh, in these markets with um, a very explosive period, you know, going into September, October, November, December. So um, we'll hopefully finish the, the year very strong indeed. 
And then trading psychology, not to be forgotten. We've all got our own psychology, our fears, wants, and anxieties. Um, but the market also uh, operate under those um, conditions as well. And uh, we discuss all of these considerations live in our live trade rooms every day. So it's something that's constantly ongoing. Um, and we discuss many of these uh, aspects when we trade these financial markets. Um, however, as you, as many of you know, we're very consistent in our decision making. So it's really about making consistent decisions uh, on an ongoing basis um, with strong discipline with your with your own capital this is your hard-earned capital you're learning how to trade um so irrespective of how much capital you're trading with take it seriously and um you know operate within uh, a significant amount of discipline with regards to your capital and then of course being patient like i said we're going into these summer markets now so for for the next few weeks um you know you you might need to be a lot more patient perhaps than you are at other times of the year so we'll help you with all of these things this is a the normal sort of ecosystem really for a trader so nothing nothing too unusual there so let's start with a review of potential market moving news so for, so for this we get up forexfactory.com we look at their calendar um, we just get a nice concise breakdown in terms of the date uh, the time of the news event the currency that it impacts and the impact that it will have and then you've got details about the actual news event itself so I think it's just worth just taking a little step back to, to last Friday because um, if we scroll down, there was an awful lot of uh, European flash services and manufacturing data out of uh, France, Germany, and, and the Eurozone more broadly. And just look at the, the performance, and, and there's a lot of contraction in there. So above 50 represents expansion in services and manufacturing. Below 50 represents contraction. And you can see manufacturing in France uh, Germany and across the Eurozone uh, are all in very, very mild contraction phases. So a bit of a concern moving forward. Um, not too bad across the uh, the UK in terms of manufacturing. It's kind of maintaining that very mild growth, but nonetheless, it's, it's mildly positive. And flash services actually coming in above expectations. Um, core retail sales um, are, are elevated. That's the double-edged sword of inflation, uh, which is quite interesting. Uh, retail sales coming in significantly above expectation. But the, there's a bit of a shock to the flash services number. And you might have seen, actually, the US indices roll over in the latter part of the trading day on Friday. Um, and brought about by, uh, I suppose, the, the surprise, really. That's quite a significant drop with with regards to flash services pmi numbers coming out of the us um plus we have got some important fed decisions to be made um this uh, this wednesday so if we skip now to today monday the 25th nothing of any major concern we've got um 9 a.m we've got german ifo business climate and um, you can see here that obviously going into uh, covid Things were beginning to to soften. COVID hit. We we hit kind of bot, these bottom levels of um, uh, IFO business climate numbers, and then we started to elevate again. And you can see it's just kind of on the way back down, isn't it? So um, you know, if businesses in Germany are, are feeling you know restricted and uh, 
the, the climate is not that productive. It has such a knock-on effect in terms of investment, expansion, and unemployment, all of these types of things. We've obviously got these supply-side constraints as well um, across many sectors, and that's obviously playing into the inflation story. Tomorrow, we've got just a couple of sort of important news events. Tomorrow, we've got consumer confidence numbers. So we're, we're seeing... Um, we don't have any stats on that, but um, that will be an interesting event. And we're looking for a deviation on 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 the expected, and that's 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 what a lot of these news events. That's why we get the reactions the way we do. The the, the expected numbers are pretty much continually priced in, and the build up to this news event, and then when the news comes out, if there's a strong deviation, higher or lower, the markets will then react accordingly. Um, so really, this week now is pretty much all about uh, Wednesday's FOMC um, and we've got the Fed's a PCE inflation number on Friday as well but really all eyes will be on Wednesday's FOMC it's very much expected that the Fed will increase rates by 75 basis points that's that's broadly the um, the, the minimum expectation now there's many commentators out there and as many do believe for the Fed to get ahead of this inflation number, that they may need to push that to 100 basis point or a 1% price um, uh, interest rate increase. So that's quite a sizable move. Um, um, and, and there's an interesting observation as well across the bond markets currently, which is um, making the life of the Fed probably a little bit easier um, going into this event. So for us, we're probably just about on the side of a 75 basis point price increase uh, the fed have already alluded to it with the potential of going more aggressively if they need to um we probably think we keep hearing about the soft landing and the fed are wanting to guide the economy just into a, a nice gentle uh landing and you know not to hit these um these recessionary type environments and um the problem with higher interest rates is it and, and with this inverted yield curve which i'll just show you now in a second it it, it can fundamentally impact um demand and if that happens then you you get a whole series of knock-on effects uh, within the economy and certainly recessionary uh, type environments so something that's helping the fed a little bit uh, we're still in uh, inverted yield curve territory so if we compare and contrast the the back end with the front end in the us as far as the, the, the 10 year note is concerned, you can see we've got a two year treasury note at 2.99 and we've got uh, the 10 year at 2.79. So you're, you're getting a higher rate on the two year than you are on a 10 year and that's counterintuitive. That, that's, um, and, and as long as we've got an inverted yield curve, it just implies that we are heading for a recession. Every time we get into this environment, you know, the economy takes a bit of a hit. And that's likely to be the case again, except the Fed are very concerned that it might not be, it might be a shallow recession, not, not an entrenched, you know, deep um, recession, which, you know, some people and commentators are fearing. So what we want to do is just play the markets uh, as they evolve uh, and, and almost if there's buying opportunities to go with those. So these reduced, we were up at sort of 3.2, uh, 3.3 uh, last week. So these these bond yields are actually taking a bit of a pause and now that's quite supportive of indice markets and it's quite supportive of the fed currently 
It just means that they may be getting ahead or beginning to have a positive impact. Um, and certainly with a 75 basis point rate hike, um, it's quite a blunt instrument to try and reduce um, inflation. But um, it looks like, you know, we're probably more likely to get a 75 basis point increase. But we do have to wait and see. And we've got to keep all options open. Um, okay, so I just want to make those sort of quite interesting little observations because um, those of you that uh, were trading with us on Friday, um, we were looking for opportunities for these indices markets to roll over. Um, we didn't quite get an opportunity to get the sell trade off. It, it wasn't that that easy to work with because we, we started to see markets initially sort of break above that 4,000 level and then roll roll over due to those um, sort of mildly negative services numbers. So um, broadly speaking, uh, a bit of negativity. And if I just bring up our pen just quickly. And, and what's kind of worth doing is if you look at multi time frame analysis um, and you take a look at the daily time frame, um, you know, we're in this little downward trend. This is the highs, of course, the 4,800. Uh, we're now trading around at the 3,900 3, um, with probably some more downside potential. Um, so we're a little bit more comfortable currently looking for selling opportunities than we are looking for buying opportunities. So, uh, so oh, let me get up to our support resistance levels. So we've had the similar situation here before um, with this market just trading above and below this little level of support resistance. We've got a similar similar situation in here. So, and, and we've made a low down here as well. So those are broadly your support resistance levels in this market on the, the medium term. So what's interesting to see is last week we saw this market break to the upside. So we've seen this little, this little move higher. So the, the first question is, um, you know, is this a, uh, is this a really positive development for this market? And what you're hearing across the airwaves, and and be just be broadly be mindful of of the um, the indications and and the commentary in these markets, because there's a lot of people calling, you know, the bottoms in these markets, and um, we're we're not so sure. There's there's an awful long way to go before I think these markets would be in the clear, uh, and this 3600 could be perceived as a uh, as the out and out bottom of this market. Now we've we've seen a nice sort of twenty percent devaluation, and I suppose that's the reason why many are, are are saying now this is the bottom. But when we look at this price action, and if there was genuine appetite for this market to push higher and to be corrective, um, then we would have expected to see a little bit more at this stage. So we're looking at this high in and around the. 39.50, let's say. So we'll take this off and we'll just zoom in uh, on, on that bit of price action. And then we want to see, okay, so we've got this technical break above this level. Um, did we get the impulsive move that we wanted to in this candlestick here? The answer is no. And then we see, uh, I think it's Thursday's price action. Yeah, that's looking a little bit more positive. So, right, we can now prepare above 4,000 for you know, a nice move to the upside. And then when prices got to that level, they very quickly reversed. So again, we're in this, 
and then look at the price at which this market bounce backs you know bottoms out on friday it's kind of okay it's at the support level and look what we've seen since so since this market opened last night we've seen very little volatility so the overall response to this market is it's quite unconvincing so we've got a bit of a question mark um so for us we can be a little bit patient really with this trade but th that's our thinking with this market um is there an out and out genuine appetite for risk the answer for us right now is not really with the fomc on on wednesday it's a little bit of a, an impulsive move to the upside um it doesn't fill us with um with huge excitement that this is now a structural um uh, that this market is bottoming out and and we're now just heading to all-time highs again uh we're not so sure right now that that is um the conclusion to be drawn um so just just bear that in mind we're a little bit cautious we're, we're not out and out bulls and we're not an out, out and out bears necessarily um we want to look for buying opportunities when the opportunities present themselves and then look for selling opportunities and we'd probably prefer a selling opportunity than a buying opportunity in these uh, certainly in the u.s indices um the FTSE, um it, it's really not nice price action um you could actually just take a little blanket and just put it over these highs and these lows and we're broadly just range bound within those levels so that's the FTSE, the dax um again there's a slightly downward trend like we're seeing in the u.s indices and uh we know we've had these levels here before um so we're, we're kind of range bound between the 13 300 and the uh the 12,600, something like that and we're up at these higher levels so are we going to see a little bit more downside for the dax again that would be preferable if you take on board you know what's going on in europe war in ukraine energy crisis food crisis um political crisis with italy high inflation uh, ecb uh, raising rates there's an awful lot of potential negativity uh, for european stocks so again this is this is currently the issue we have um the nikkei broadly moving sideways uh, and then bitcoin i know many of you you know certainly monitor bitcoin and, and things like that um we don't trade it just just to be clear uh we have what well, we do comment on it because i know many of you do ask questions on it so this was it's a similar situation for the us indices um we'd identify this area here as a strong sort of base in which to get some positive price action we had one day of really positive price action we're thinking right will we get that little breakout to the upside the answer is no uh consistently no so sorry um it's just slightly moved um so you can see this this one candlestick here uh, quite positive and then all the negativity is beginning to creep in that keeps moving this for me i don't know why and then over the weekend as well further downside so we are back into this little range back into this pretty tight range we just got margin new highs and, and that's really where we're at with bitcoin currently so not not ideal so us indices do we have any clarity um the answer is not not yet going into quite important fed uh, news commodities um 
we've seen further momentum to the downside uh, in the oil markets uh, overnight. So um, the problem we've got with oil from a trading perspective is we've got, you know, we're, we're running into support. Um, and this is your other support levels. Oops. So we're, we're kind of very much range bound. And the problem with prices getting into this level is we'd be looking carefully for that next sort of range trade potentially to the upside and for this market to go into a bit of a sideways pattern. And we spoke about, you know, summer markets and what they can lead to. Um, we wonder if there is going to be a bit of a pause in these markets over the month of August. So just be mindful of that. We've got to take the, the market conditions into consideration. Gold, um, a bit of positivity last week, actually. Um, so a, a, a positive, um, I think it was Thursday, reversal signal there. So there's your sort of bullish engulfing. And you'd want to see some really strong breakout trades to the upside. And it, it's hardly strong. It's kind of retraced 50% off its highs. Friday's candlestick is a bit uninspiring. It doesn't really fill us with much joy, but we are technically above the uh, 1723. So similar situation to oil over the summer months. Are we going to get an explosive move either way? If we do start getting some bullish price action kicking in, um, the prices at which we'd expect this market pulling back to is kind of up at these levels. So I think there's a there's a there's a distinct opportunity to there's your breakout trade. So what we're waiting for is the pullback trade. And um, there might be an opportunity to get into a bit of buying in this little zone from the 1720 up to the 1780. Um, but then we'd be looking for some selling opportunities actually at a higher price. And that's very much in line you know, with the, the, the kind of the recent trend, which is a, a downward spiraling trend. Um, so that, that would be the plan for gold. A bit of short-term positivity. Uh, we didn't really get anything that was that we could work with on Friday. So moving on to the currencies then. Let's have a look at the, uh, the, the dollar. So again, very similar to gold, we've got this, this level just sitting in here. We'd expect this market to kind of pull price to it. We've got the, the, the level at um, 1.00. Um, we spoke an awful lot about the potential of this being a, a bit of a platform for this market to certainly see a bit of a bounce. Uh, and that's pretty much what we've seen uh, from this trade. However, we're just stuck in this little range here now over what four days, five days. Um, and it's between the 0278 and the the 0170 pretty much. So there's a 100 pip range here. And again, Friday's price action is a little bit inconclusive. Excuse me. So there's an argument to suggest above the 0278, we'll get a little 50, 60, 70 pip move to the upside. Um, but also the overall momentum is very much lower in this trade. So don't be surprised if we start heading back towards uh, parity yet again and um, that's how these support and resistance levels work they suck and push price uh, to these levels uh, okay the pound dollar um when we when we talk about identifying sort of 
clearly identifiable trading opportunities. The, the pound dollar is a really good example of a poor quality sort of trade. You could have been forgiven for getting into a, a bit of a sell trade last week and a bit of a buy trade. Uh, that flip-flop mentality uh, exists in this market, which is really why we, we kind of wanted to stay away from it. We're go going through this leadership contest as well. So depending on which leader we get, there'll be slightly different responses we would imagine in the pound. Um, same situation for the Eurozone. Our bias is to the downside. We have to wait for the opportunity to, to get into it. A little bit of a, a corrective move. Um, so we can be a little bit patient now with, uh, with the dollar yen. A little bit of indecision. So finishing the dollar uh, before we move over to the, to the live trade room, the dollar Swiss, finding a bit of a flaw. Um, so what, what we're seeing is sort of a day or two of kind of sideways moving price action followed by a nice flush trade, move sideways, flush trade. And now we're kind of in that sort of sideways zone uh, yet again. So is there is there an appetite for the dollar? It's it's pretty mild, um, I think is probably the case. So this is a poor quality in the Aussie dollar as well, New Zealand dollar. That's that's kind of horrible, choppy price action. If you were getting in and out of this trade, you're just being bounced around quite a lot. So an argument suggests let's be patient while we're in this little sideways pattern. Don't need to be too aggressive during quite choppy market conditions. So last week, all in all, was a pretty of a bit of a choppy trading week. It was very much up and down. Um, we spent most of the time sitting on our hands last week. Um, so not not great conditions really uh, for us. Euro yen, nice move there on Friday. Um, we're able to benefit from most of that move. So we we, we have cherry picked a few decent trades last week. But um, broadly speaking, in terms of um, trade frequency, no, nowhere near kind of what, what we would usually look to, to, to trade in, in a trading week. And it's just purely because of that indecisive market conditions and, and a distinct lack of volume, actually, at times, um, followed by a lot of volume very, very quickly. So, you know, quite a, a challenging environment. But look, we'll, we'll navigate it uh, together and um, hopefully we'll, we'll provide some value as we go. But really, the market is more about sort of cherry picking this, probably the better opportunities. Uh, what, what do we have today? It's, there's a lack of clarity, really. Um, we could call a little bit of dollar strength. It's just poor quality strength. It's not. Further downside, but there's potential support below these levels. Maybe look for some positivity, short term positivity across the US indices. We're really kind of clutching at straws. So let, let's put that um, into our trade plan then for the day. Um, so you see, we're, we're, we're trading and we do the summary. Uh, every day uh, at the end of the session. So we, we'll, we'll summarize our outlook for these markets. And, and all week, they've been pretty much mixed market conditions. Um, uh, 
So we can just say we've got continuing mixed market conditions. Um, you see, there's there's potential for the indices to push higher with the bond rates. Um, it's just, are we going to see a move between now and Wednesday? That's that's the that's the biggest. Okay, it must be it must be worth noting really uh, that we are going to be quite selective. Uh, as we go into USFOMC on Wednesday, it's it's an important one uh, for these financial markets. We'll, we'll we'll probably be able to reasonably strategize what we're likely to experience between now and the end of the year. Um, so it's quite an important one, and it is the end of of July as well. So it's probably likely to set the cat amongst the pigeons now for the short term. So look, this is our trade plan. It's not it's not that coherent um what we find with these morning sessions is is when there's a bit of clarity it's a lot quicker and a lot easier when there is a distinct lack of um volatility uh you know it's a little bit more more concerning at that point so look guys we'll let you guys go thanks very much for joining us as always um, do take care and we'll uh, if there's any questions feel free to post them into the chat box of course and just to let you know we trade these markets live every day from 8 a.m uh for the european session and again at 12 30 for the u.s trading session so do feel free to join us for more information just go to livetrading.com uh, and we'll speak to you there from everyone here take care bye for now